Welcome to Table Flipping. I'm actress Taylor Mishak. And I'm writer Alyssa Littman. Join us as we sit down with guests to unpack how the fascinating, messy women of reality TV have shaped our lives. And of course, dish about Bravo, The Bachelor, and everything in between. Thanks Thanks for for listening. um how's it going it's going good there was like a the episode of dave that came out this week was the one that was directed by tony and i acted in it so it was very special to us and it was very cute to see and then we had vanessa mcgee who wrote it over oh i didn't know vanessa also wrote that that's so great wow we've had vanessa on the pod it's a real pod trifecta episode yeah (laughs) Yeah, it was very cute to have the little dream team together. And it's just like such a good episode. His parents, who are probably the best part of the show, are like really featured in it. And you get good backstory and everybody like shows off their little acting chops. It's a sweet, really cool episode. So that was fun this week. That's so great. Um, I'm saving it as a weekend treat to watch with Mike so we can really enjoy and, you know. Love that. Appreciate everything. It's funny that like... Uh, the FX Instagram, the Dave FX Instagram was like, let's do like a Q&A with Taylor. And originally we were going to do it on Thursday. And then they sent me an email and they were like, actually, like everyone watches it on Hulu. So we've been requested by fans to like not do sort of like spoilers the day after Wednesday because still no one has seen it. And I was like, that makes so much sense. Because like to my friends that I'm talking to, like – nobody's watched it even by the Friday after people are like yeah Taylor it's Hulu like I'm gonna watch it over the weekend so now we're doing like a little Q&A thing where I'm gonna answer all of the questions on Monday so people have a chance to catch oh I love that okay maybe I'll submit a question then (laughs) who would you say is your favorite podcast co-host is my question (laughs) uh just send it to the official Dave FX Instagram account okay perfect Can we, but then in terms of also the week, like what is going on with Chris Shell of Selling Sunset? She's making waves. She posted something called the J-Lo effect and it seems like she's dating. (laughs) I can't even say without laughing. Seems like she's dating Jason Oppenheim. The tiny Oppenheim brothers of real estate royalty in selling sunset i feel like this is her heel turn you know like this makes her way more unlikable like she's been such a little precious angel up to this point and she was went through such a bad breakup and this is just like the worst thing you could do to yourself personally and publicly i just it's just but such does that a make like you like her less or does that make oh, you want to rest yeah. her more no, no it makes it's you like, like her less. <laughs> it's oh like it's God, such Alyssa. a like I fought the good fight and now I give up, you know? (laughs) Oh my God. There's just no other interpretation. I mean, you're just going to turn to your left and be like, okay, fine. I don't, you know, like what, what are we doing here? Why did we think she had any dignity? I have the, I have the opposite reaction. I would do, I would still like do anything for her. And I don't (laughs) trust the Oppenheim brothers. They seem Like there's just, they seem conniving to me and it feels 
like taking advantage of her at, a, at her time in need. And yes, a little bit of what you're saying of like, the like, yeah, OK, I'll just date this guy. But I don't know. They seem so manipulative to me. They seem so slimy. And I say they because they're identical in every way. I couldn't tell the difference between the yeah, two. Yeah, when you date when Is you Jason date Jason the one who dated Mary? Uh, yes. I think remember so. that Romaine, whatever that salad boyfriend's name oh, is. Oh, his name said, is Romaine, Alyssa. You know it's <laughs> Romaine. <laughs> he said maybe people will stop with the rumors about Mary now, right? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure yeah. that happened. So, you know, and I'm also like 99% sure this is all like an advertisement for the season. So I'm. it's probably not long for this world. Look, the most likable thing yeah. about Chriselle is the way she got her name. Her mom gave birth yeah. at a Shell gas station and a guy named Chris helped her. So she'll never be a full villain for me just because of that origin story. <laughs> but this is pretty like uh, unlikable in my book. But I see what you're saying. You want to protect her. I want to protect Rochelle at all costs. I really do. I Although I am excited at the idea of selling Sunset giving her like her having a villain moment i think that would be neat because she was so sweet at the uh the the last season also they don't need an advertisement i miss that show am i like the only one who misses that show a lot no a lot i think a lot of people miss it and are also like why do i miss it this much like it wasn't like top 10 you know reality (laughs) shows but the longer we go without it and the more i think about that crazy villainous wedding the more i'm like all right i would watch that again also i I know so much more about real estate now and I'm like all right I want to see how jacked up these prices of these houses are yes I want to see them in this like crazy crazy market and yeah. see like celebrities and stuff freaking out and and now that the show is bigger you know that they're going to be bigger I don't know I'm into it I, I do miss it I'm happy that's sort of a phenomenon I just want to see what like no inspections looks like on like a 90 million dollar property you know that's <laughs> what I'm interested in <laughs> I love when people post about like, whenever I'm having a bad day, I just go and I realize that Davina has still not sold that $72 million property. Oh, no. <laughs> Maybe she has now. It's the hottest market ever. Davina. Yeah, perhaps. Oh, my okay. God. Okay, let's get into some stuff from this week. Can we talk about the Bachelor Men Tell All? Oh, yes. Okay. So first of all, before we get into the proper men tell all, I'd just like to say, why are we watching this man cry about his kid on TV? Like, what's going on? Well, I'm I'm happy he left. Can I say that? I was so I was I was getting very nervous about her dumping him and me being like, I, I don't feel like a good person seeing this. But to your point, super super bizarre opening especially of a men tell all to watch him <laughs> sobbing to his child and and playing the full audio of the kid being like you don't want to see me anymore daddy like real dark like just cut to the talking head have him teary-eyed being like i had a tough phone call with my son yeah and i'm deciding that i'm gonna leave uh it is it is it was very uncomfortable <laughs> i was watching this like he was like, you taught me how to love again. And I was like, this is the sequel to A Walk to Remember. <laughs> like, what's going on? <laughs> like, why? I don't know. Maybe my maybe my limit is like dead wife, sad son who thinks daddy's also going to die. Like, that's just not for The Bachelorette. What I feel like limit. that's for a different show, you know? Like, go somewhere yeah. else. 
Yeah, that's why when I've heard, I've seen on Instagram and even Tasha and Caitlin were talking about like maybe a Michael A to be The Bachelor. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? <laughs> Leave this man and his son alone. Please, God. I think that would be a bit, a bit much. But yeah, for sure. What did you think about uh, Caitlin and Tasha? Hosting. Uh, it's inter- there. It's weird. Obviously, I think it's weird. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I'm so used to Chris Harrison. It seems. Mm-hmm. It definitely seems very. It's a different dynamic, and it's a different dynamic to have someone who can like talk about going through the experience themselves for sure. Um, mm-hmm. I think they did pretty good. I I wonder like what you think if their hosting capabilities will just like loosen up and improve. It it did very much feel to me like they were reading a teleprompter. Um, mm-hmm. but I think they were having fun. They looked beautiful and. I think the men enjoyed like talking to them. So that's important. What did you think? It is a tough. I was thinking that it's just hard to do that with two people. It's kind of a one person job. So it, the the moments that felt awkward or even more, um, like you said, teleprompted or read or like rehearsed, I think it's because there's a little bit of like, oh, is it you? Are you are you going like it? it uh, but uh, I do think they looked really beautiful. I think they went over the top with a lot of the like really really um i don't know the word for it but like the language they were using like they would invite people to come sit with them if they wanted to instead of the chris harrison like why don't you come on down take a seat they would just be like can we kindly invite you and you are welcome to decline an invitation (laughs) to discuss this topic with us (laughs) i got a kick out of that i thought that was a little funny yeah for sure Um, i think they're figuring it out i'm wondering like what they're gonna do in future seasons um and i was wondering like if it would be fun to like give a new person from the franchise a hosting slot every like as if that's its own competition as well but it probably not that's That's probably too messy that's funny i would love to see like andrew from this season do it yeah like and like just swap it around like i'm sure people would love fucking cat bad kisser connor like people love him Oh so, my god! Can know. we talk about? I need to know like what you think of what happened. Like that. Oh, okay. with the mic'd up actress who like yes. came out of the audience and was like full in full glam, full laved up. Okay, I don't so think we you know be a what bad we think, Connor. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh, so I guess it's very clear what you think happened. <laughs> um, I so for people who didn't watch, they you know the mental all is like in front of an audience. And out of nowhere, allegedly, this girl, like, interrupts um, the cat guy, Connor, who was, like, talking about how he was a bad kisser on the couch and was like, "I, hey, Tasha, Caitlin, I'm sorry. And, like, they both look back surprised and they're like, I just have to say I watched the season and I don't think there's any way you're a bad kisser, blah, blah, blah. And it's, like, this meet cute. And then she comes down and... They smooch for quite a while, which I don't think I've ever seen that happen before. And Mike was like, oh, my God, she's so clearly an actress. You really you think this is like planned by the show? Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. I think I and you know what? Now that I think about it, now that we're discussing it as a whole, maybe somebody was like, listen, this Michael A opening is sad. (laughs) We need to do, we need to like boost some endorphins in the middle of this men tell all. Let's have somebody, somebody come out here and kiss Connor. Let's go to a central casting and get a cute gal. (laughs) Throw her in there. Make sure she's miked. (laughs) I'm not to like just rip on a girl we know nothing about, but like 
I was looking at her and I was like, first of all, you don't know anything about her. And she, to me, looks like she just crawled out of a yoga cult. So good luck figuring that out. Like her look was just very like, you know, um, what's the ranch that all the Manson girls lived on? Like she looked like that. Oh, wow. That's specific. (laughs) I don't Maybe a haircut would help. I'm not sure. Maybe. I don't remember that, but that is funny to think. (laughs) I was like, you don't know this person. They're getting paid like $100 to kiss you. Good luck. Good luck. Like leaving the show without a a stalker. A kissing bump, I'm sure. Yeah. Remember when, when I came on your show, I feel bad, and they pulled somebody from background to play my husband and to kiss me. He got a $200 kissing bump, and I didn't. <laughs> That's horrible. Well, he probably doesn't have reps. So yeah, I'm going to fingers yeah, crossed a- hope that you got negotiated more than $200 to do a recurring arc, you know? It's, it was just so crazy to see them, like, talk to him, like, is this something that you're comfortable doing, and would $200 be okay? And I was, like, oh standing God. right there. I was like, yeah, would $200 be okay, bro? <laughs> You you good or no? That's so awkward. I had no idea that that happened because I was in the writer's room and I like only came down when you weren't shooting. So yeah, it was so funny. See guys, we really like peel back the curtain on the magic of Hollywood. (laughs) Did they ask you if you were okay? No, it was in the script. So like I, I, I had seen it and it was like, you know, the characters come like toppling down the the street right, and they're like yeah. falling all over each other and making out and I was so sure that they were casting an actor like auditioning somebody but then he doesn't have any lines so it saves them money to right, not yeah. book somebody but then they had to keep telling I felt so bad they had to keep telling him to stop saying things because of that so we would like do a take and we'd be kissing and then we would like pull apart from each other and he would look and be like what and they'd be like again you can't say even a single syllable because then we would have to pay you as a full full actor and we can't do that right now this poor guy for people who don't know taylor was on i feel bad which was like a one season show on nbc that amy poehler produced and i was working in the writer's room and she got cast as like the hot young neighbor to like the main mom character. And I just remember like she had to like answer the door in just like full yoga clothes. And I, and yeah. she looked fantastic. And I was like, wow, it's really scary to be an actor. Like I would not <laughs> want to be in my yoga clothes on national TV. And then she was so good that they brought her back for another episode. And it was like oh very God, exciting. Stop. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> Look at Alyssa, my hype man. Yeah, they brought me back for another episode and then paid someone to kiss me. It was yeah. great. <laughs> so I do think that this bitch was paid is all I'm saying. Um, I thought that the rest of the mental all was like kind of boring. Um, but I I don't know. I thought the Connor song was cute. And that's those are all my all my thoughts mm. on that. I Did hate you have anything else from him. it? I hated the song. I don't like singing stuff. I don't like sincere Singing. singing I don't know sure. anytime I'm also just like I dated a musician for a while and I have been digmatized by an instrument before and so mm. now that the spell has broken I'm very like this is cheap tricks have You're standards ladies you know so <laughs> that's kind of how I feel about anyone with a ukulele in general so oh god yeah okay yeah. makes sense this makes sense um let's talk about Potomac <sighs> zen went what are we doing? Why? First of all, my first question is, why does Wendy have so many degrees, but she cannot put together a business plan for candles? 
Yeah, I didn't I don't fully understand that there would be, forgive me, and I buy a lot of candles, a business plan for candles at all. And to say I have a paragraph of it is the funniest answer, at least. <laughs> also, I love that she's like, I'm going to go to Karen for business advice. And Karen's like, love this. This is the role I was born to play. She starts asking all these questions. Do you have a business plan? Do you have this? Do you have that? But her like eighth question was, do you have a product? And this was before they even like landed on it being candles or anything. They like started so broad. And then at the like very deep into the conversation, Karen was like, and is there a product? And it's like, that well, feels like one of the very first. How do you even know what the fuck you're talking about? The also biggest irony of the entire scene of the entire episode is Wendy asking Karen for business advice. And it involves Karen smelling Wendy's like prototype candle and Karen says that it smells really good, which is the worst thing that Wendy could do for her entire business. <laughs> because Karen is infamous for making the worst perfume slash cologne in the history of the housewives, which you've smelled. You've smelled La Dame. Yeah, it smells real bad. It smells like yeah. um, when like grandmas attack, you know. It's really, <laughs> it won't go away. It follows you. It's So that's the thing. If a Karen is like, it, you basically just shot, you took your, you took your, as Kevin O'Leary says on Shark Tank, you took your product out behind the barn and shot it oh by having God. Karen say, it smells good. Yeah, I mean, so I learned from the Hills and Heidi and Spencer's <laughs> business financial consultant that like you should probably have some sort of plan that's like here's how much the wax costs, here's how much the wicks cost, here's how mm. much the little glass containers we're going to put them in costs and the box and shipping, you know, like just total mm. that and then be like, and then what do we think people will pay for this? I think that's probably just what a business plan is, right? I mean, I don't know. I have not created a business. But the fact that Wendy had nothing is so confusing to me. It makes me think that she is just buying a candle product from a manufacturer and yeah. slapping a sticker on it. Like, then that's you wouldn't true. need to know that. You would just be like, oh, well, I have X amount of money. I'm going to buy X this quantity of the product, and then I'm going to slap a sticker on it, and I'm going to start selling it. She it also said she feel... put, like, what, $2,000 into it? And I'm like, girl, that's nothing. We put, like, $2,000 into this fucking podcast. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. No, we haven't have really, but, like, you know. For it. Yeah, it's yeah. like, if you want to start a business, you're going to need, like, more than $2,000. Now, I don't think you go the Monique route where you need, like, what was it, like, $200,000 or whatever for a podcast, but it's, like, I'm a little confused about her sense of financials because she has, she's a professor. Like she has the most degrees of anyone on probably any housewife show. Like what's going on here? Why is the real, it's like she's been in school for too long and she's just been like paid to talk about being in a classroom. And now she actually has to do a business and she has no idea, which is scary to me. But it all and it all seems so unfocused and like just for fuck all like the like I eventually want to be doing like oils and bath products and then I want to do like candles. It seems like she's just doing it to do it and there's no real like objective behind it other than making money, which is not going to make people want to buy it who watch your show if that's yeah. the plan. Like even Robin's hats. She she seems to fucking care about and like have a purpose and she's like designing them and she talks about them. They're like as silly as they could be. They're still they're like specific and there's a point. I don't know. 
And uh, and there's like something unique about them as opposed to Wendy just being like, I'm going to start selling candles. And I say this as someone who spends an obscene amount of money on candles. I yeah. love candles. But like, come on. I'm not like going to just buy it because right, you we're going to have to get our housewife. hands on one of these fucking candles now just to see what's up. Just to see. I know. I know. Um, um, she's calling herself Zen Wen. Mm-hmm. Do we like this? What's going on? It feels oh. a little like Countess Luann realizes how much people like her. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't. I don't. And I, and she's not being very zen, right? No. I would say she's being like the opposite of zen. Yeah. I would say she's being very jealous of like some perceived interaction with Mia and her husband. Um, mm. It's confusing. I don't mm-hmm. know. I didn't really catch. I mean, like, I'm not there, and that's the edit we're subject to. But like, I didn't catch any vibes between her husband and uh, Mia. It seems like everyone was, you know, pretty respectful. But maybe there's something more going on in their marriage that we don't know about. Yeah, and that's been implied, right? That we're yeah. gonna, there's like cracks in the foundation that we're gonna hear about. But yeah, I don't get the. I also don't get how this is so mean, but you could be you could be Wendy and be like yeah. super jealous of mm-hmm. your husband flirting with somebody like Mia. Uh, I just don't. That's just not. Yeah. Like I will say thing. the depths of jealousy that I was able to go to used to be <laughs> like pretty significant. You know what I mean? Like I could I could convince myself of anything with anyone. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's like, especially cause she just had this makeover. You would think she'd be like, I'm hot. I'm hot shit. I'm not worried. My husband yeah. is really into this. We just did a refresh. It's new. It's fun. Uh, she has some sort of really horrible, like acne scars on her face. Like it's all good. Like I'm over here. I look great. No offense to Mia, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know where this is coming from. Something is Mm-mm. stirring. Maybe it's the second season, like. Something the, gets yeah the up. second season jitters and breakdowns and yeah the second season drama. I just all. have to say also my girl Ashley who I put on my Housewives Rushmore on another <laughs> on another podcast that we did um, is filming like on her due date like the baby is crowning and she's here like <laughs> litigating fights between people which I if I was gonna have a baby I would be just like in my bed waiting until the water broke like I would not be around 10 women who like viciously fight with each other on no. camera like fuck no are you kidding me no, she's she has a hangover from missing the fight last season, and she's like, I'm going to be there every fucking second that I can be. <laughs> That's true. That's totally true. And I also love that she is so – like, you know Ashley is freaky. Obviously, we know her relationship with Michael Darby has been a little freaky. And I love that she just, like, does not mince words when, you know, Mia's trying to be like, I was a stripper, but I was a stripper with no pole in a ball gown. And Ashley's like, I've been to those strip clubs. I've seen the ball gowns. There is a coochie out or a titty. Like, what are we talking about here? (laughs) She's like, people are not paying for nothing, you know? And I'm like, she honestly, Ashley's a businesswoman. Like, that's what that shows me. Yeah, I would buy that candle. Yeah. Exactly. Ashley's candles would probably be amazing. Yeah. (laughs) Also, Um, what what type of strip club is the ball gown strip club? 
I don't know, man. Are there different types? This is what I'm saying. It's easy to become jealous about anything. I didn't know there was more than one type of strip club I had to worry about. I thought it was just the one, you know? Yeah, (laughs) I thought it was just the regular strip clubs. And then to be like, well, I was into one of the other ones that doesn't seem like. I'm like, what do you mean doesn't seem like a strip club? Like, yeah. uh, Like a, like... What does what goes on there? I'm going to Buffalo Wild Wings. Am I should I be sus? Like what what do you mean? (laughs) What what are they called? (laughs) If there's no pole, like let's just think about this. Men are not stupid, right? If there's no pole, well, then what's going on, Taylor? What do you think is happening? If you're not swinging Um, upside down with your fucking ankles behind your head, what are they paying for? What's happening? Yeah. Because you can go to a regular club and get girls to sit next to you, right? Uh Uh-huh. I don't know what's happening in that strip club. (laughs) That's very... Well, whatever it is, she she needed, like, vaginal reconstructive surgery. (laughs) So it does seem like you're on the right track, Alyssa. I just no no shade. I'm just like, why are you trying to downplay like, oh, like it was just lonely men who paid me for their time. It's like people do that on the internet, honey. Like, I don't know what was going on. I just want to know what it is. That's all. I think it's worse if you don't like explain the environment because then I just have to sit here on the podcast and like imagine what's going on. And that's always going to be way worse for everybody. (laughs) True, true. Um... Should we talk about the hills? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Brody Jenner is in the bathtub in every episode. He's of in the this bathtub season. in every episode. He's in the bathtub in every episode. I do love that the bathtub like has that window that just opens up to his backyard. Yeah. Although I imagined the hell that would take over my body if a like moth or some shit flew yeah. in there at night, and then you're in the bath, you're like trapped, yeah, and then I would true. be like flopping around. Like, what if a bee came in? What am I gonna drown myself protecting myself from the bee? That's true. So, but yeah, he's in the bathtub all the time. I will say that this was the first episode where Brody's good looks weren't enough for me. It mm-hmm. wasn't his entire hall pass. He mm-hmm. was such a dick, mm-hmm. and then. To have this confrontational scene with Caitlyn at the end, and y'all know I don't love this haircut. I've said I'll allow it, but I don't love it. And then to wear these gigantic, like, weird sunglasses on top of it and to be so mean to her, mean to your ex-wife who you were with for six years and, like, punishing her for not telling you that she's pregnant within the hour of seeing, like, very bad Brody Jenner episode for me. Bad boy. Yeah, I mean. still so hot, but I am under no illusion that he's a nice person, and that's part of the reason why he's so unattainable. Like, so Mm. what's, you know, I, how, why don't you, why aren't you attracted to that? (laughs) No, um, he, I, I mean, yeah, he was being an asshole. I think, I think he has just, like, a genuine, blind spot for what anything anyone else's like personal experience is like like he cannot imagine what it would be like to be a woman who's pregnant let alone on a tv show and tell people that you're pregnant too early and then have and then lose the baby and then have to tell them later um and I think it's like it's so fucked up that like She so badly wanted this when they were married like that was basically what their whole first season arc was about like can we start trying to have children and I think and he didn't want that it's interesting because in the next episode it seems like he's questioning her judgment and I think he's just like kind of throwing a tantrum because it's like final that she'll never be with him again yeah he's being pouty yeah 
and the and the fast nature of it all which she admits is like somewhat accidental but at least still pleasant because she is in love and happy and getting ultimately what she wanted just a little bit quicker than she planned yeah is probably something that he totally resents because he didn't anticipate anything like that and probably thought I, that he would have been with somebody maybe that he then wants to marry by the time she did too like he seems like he could be so egocentric that he'd be like well it's gonna be tough to move on from me because yeah, I'm the absolutely. hottest guy alive absolutely and he would be right you know but she's also extremely hot and mm-hmm. <laughs> she can go catch a dick and with a guy who like looks exactly like Brody Jenner but is nicer to her and wants to have a baby like yeah. there's the thing about Brody Jenner is that like yes he is himself but also there's a trillion guys who look like him in Malibu especially so you know, Ugh. Caitlin's like not hard pressed to find anyone. She's a real cute girl. Um, but I, I just, yeah, I mean, he's looking like a real asshole <laughs> in this storyline and she looks genuinely distraught. I also think it probably yeah. is hard for her to like, I think she says, you know, put the nail in the coffin with Brody. Like it's officially yeah. done. Well, um, and gosh, like you spend years thinking that one man is going to be the father of your kids and you've in like that's that image and that sort of fantasy is what's been in your head for so long and then within a matter of months it shifts and I'm sure it's still like so so real and probably bigger and better than the Brody thing but to to look Brody in the eye and be like oh man I'm doing it but just not with you you're you would kind of be I imagine taken back to this like mourning stage of your marriage of like yeah. you know you, you're mourning the loss of what didn't happen what could have happened so I do I feel bad for her. it does feel very it feels so real as I always say whenever a fucking pregnancy or child is involved the stakes are so much different on these fucking shows yeah um absolutely. my favorite part of this episode is that on two occasions someone was like I'm picking up on vibes that so-and-so is in a bad mood after so-and-so is like obviously throwing like a huge, huge <laughs> tantrum. Like everyone at the party was like, obviously Caitlin is pregnant. Her boobs are gigantic. She's not drinking. She seems nervous. She is bringing this boyfriend that she's moving in with to meet everybody. Obviously she's pregnant. And then Justin Bobby comes up to her and is like, I'm just picking up on some vibes. You don't even need to tell me, but Without words, we just knew. I just knew that she He's was like, like, yeah, everybody knew, Justin. <laughs> everybody knew and was talking about it. Don't tell us and tell her that you picked up on vibes. You did not. I just want to watch a not. show about Justin Bobby. He's so crazy. Everything out of his mouth is abnormal. Like, he can't just say, like, oh, I thought Caitlin was pregnant. He's like, we're like twin flames. You know, we have this unspoken yeah, connection. Flames. Like, I'm like, what are you no. talking about? You guys are both very good looking people. You sort of casually flirted on the show. And then you were caught by surprise. And she's already, like, wiped up with some other dude, you know? And, yeah. like, him, for him to just be like, it's so gross, but it's so funny. Uh, I'm a boob guy, so like I yeah. noticed these kinds of things. I was like, oh, good. So you're making her being pregnant about you wanting to fuck her. Good. Yeah, that's good. I like that. At her boobs. Cool. <laughs> the other one was when they did that like plate therapy where they were smashing uh-huh. things that they wanted to get rid of in their lives, and Brody was like, I'm gonna smash 
fake people. And I may be talking about people here. I may be talking about people not here. I don't know. I just fucking hate <laughs> fake people. And then Audrina, my queen Audrina, and her talking head is like, I'm picking up on some vibes that Brody is actually kind of upset about something. It's like, no, you got none of you are picking up on any vibes. This is these are all in your face facts. What are, how do you guys fucking get through the day? Nobody is being subtle about anything on this show. I hate it. You guys. How do you feel about a Justin Bobby Audrina three or Brody Audrina threesome? Oh my god! (laughs) I would pay. I would pay. I would take years off my life to see that. Right? Ah, I guess so. I would. (laughs) You would get the. You would get to see Brody Jenner. Ugh, done deal. Don't even need to describe that. Gorgeous, gorgeous Audrina. And then you have like a comic relief of getting to see all of Justin Bobby's tattoos and seeing like how he would just like also be. I would love to see the dynamic between Justin Bobby like playing second fiddle to Brody Jenner and like how he plays it off as like cool. Yeah, I thought it was interesting that they were like joking around about it because I'm like, I feel like both of those guys would only joke around about two women in a threesome, but they both seemed like pretty excited about the idea of fucking Audrina together. I don't know. It seems like there'd be a lot of high-fiving. Oh, God. Oh, my God. (laughs) Now I take it back. I want the years of my life back. Now I don't want it. I think they should kiss just one time for us. That'd be cool. Um, and they braid their hair together while they do it. Yeah. Also, Justin Bobby was like definitely going to fuck the chakra clearing girl with blue oh hair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 100%. After talking about his, what what did he say? He had a guardian. He has like a guardian oh, his mom. angel. Mm-hmm. Is his mom who's always with him. And I was like, this is sweet, but also, yeah, weird while you're flirting with the weird Reiki lady. Yeah. But sure. Sure. Yeah. What else? Anything else? Siesta Key? Nothing? I don't know. Siesta Key, all I wrote down was empathy-themed birthday party. Me too. That's the only (laughs) thing I wrote down too. So sad. I think it's so (laughs) funny that, I mean, even Chloe, who's going through her whole, like, you know, spiritual self-realization journey and has her, like, Patreon about, like, mantras and positivity, she was like, empathy-themed birthday party. (laughs) I was like... How do you have a theme like that? I think it's um, hilarious. I do. I did like the sweaters were cute. Well, I was going to say that was just a sweatshirt launch party, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Did she design those? It appears that she did. If she didn't, she's a dingus. Like, come on. But I think she did. She must have. Yeah. I don't um, know. What, Madison's so sad. Like, are you okay? Uh-huh. You look like a gazelle. Like, you should be having the time of your life. You're in You look like key. a gazelle? Yeah. <laughs> like, she's got these gangly, like, long arms and legs, and she's beautiful, and she's so wafer thin, like, you can't even see her when she turns sideways, and... She's, yeah. you know, got so much potential and she's just constantly crying and like not mm-hmm. sure if she should marry this old shitty producer. And it's like, spoiler alert, you shouldn't, my dear. I, yeah, big spoiler alert, don't. <laughs> I will say it was fun seeing, you know, they always do the fucking slow-mo hot shot of the of all of the cast like walking into the party and it's just like playing some cool like like sexy music. Yeah. And then to do it with Ish. And he looks disgusting. <laughs> Just 
bro. Like, and they're and I'm these are his former coworkers who are who are doing it to him. Like, they're like, yeah, let's put him in slow mo while he's like furrowing his brow Ugh. and like lumbering into the party. I hate looking at his mouth. It's so upsetting. Yeah. Ah, I don't. It's like all I can do is think about the things that he does with his mouth to Madison, Ew. and I want to be like arrest him. Someone Ew. arrest him. Oh, uh, he's so gross. I don't know. Madison's very sad. I want to yeah. see her like fun and partying. I don't know why she's always sad every season since the beginning. Yeah, I do want. I want her to cheer up. I want her to have a good time because she's big, being a good friend to people. So seems, yeah, but she's just like also feeling the drama too much of yeah. what's like things that aren't going on with her. Also, what a classic siesta key scene with Kara uh, and Chloe. It's <laughs> just like a huge, pardon my French, cunt. Like she's so mean it's awful it's like I guess I just don't believe that you could ever possibly change Chloe because you're the cruelest person that I ever ever met and it's like Kara you're so savage Jesus Christ it's so crazy for the people who don't watch the show it's like this one girl Chloe who's like trying to make amends with everybody for being you know kind of a conniving asshole in previous seasons and then this other girl who's like the hottest mean girl you've ever seen just refusing to accept any level of this apology. And that is so hard to do to someone's face. And I'm actually kind of inspired by it. And yeah. I, of course, like, this is such a thing where it's like, I wish I could be that much of a cunt and not feel anything. Um, yeah. I don't think she's wrong. I don't really think Chloe's changed at all. What do you think? I think that the the initial conversation that... Um, Kelsey and Kara had I thought Kelsey had an aspirational level of like shutting down your shit attitude um that's sort of a bad example now because they're like a little bit friendlier now but I liked Kelsey just being like I don't forgive the stuff that you said I remember all of it and if you want to like hang out go for it but I'm not gonna trust you I'm not gonna be your friend and I was like yes yes I would love if I could do that because I know I'm weak as fuck and would just be like oh my god yeah let's be friends and like crying inside um this example of this scene with Kara and like this was Kara really kicking her while she was down I think um but I think it's funny that you find this one aspirational. Also, like, literally imagine us watching a show where all the characters named Kelsey, Kara, and Chloe. Like, I'm so sorry, Kelsey, guys. Clara, Chloe. How stupid. Yeah. How stupid is that? Yeah, um, yeah no, I don't know. Kara was just straight up like, um, you're the worst person I know. And do you ever think about, like, how horrible you are and what a bad <laughs> friend you have been to and literally everyone like, yeah all the time and Carol was like good I think you should do more of it then and it's like oh my god Chloe's like that's my brand I'm having people pay me to talk about that and Kara's like okay great well I just think you're like a stupid bitch and nothing you say matters to me so you're wasting your breath bye like that was the whole interaction yeah I hope it leads to another fun like blowout fight like I want Chloe to crack back into her old ways and just yeah. like punch Kara in the head or something like that mm-hmm. I'm into it or sure. or entice Kara to punch her in the head and then have everybody feel the bump that's you know? true that's a true, good old yeah. siesta key moment wait I have a question because we don't have any Beverly Hills this week so we can talk about a little off topic thing you are more familiar with PR than I am is mm-hmm. is this JLo and Ben Affleck thing like legitimate what's going on they're posing the same exact way they had posed you know originally I want to yeah. know, like, the behind-the-scenes take of this. 
I know. I'm I'm curious because I only recently started working with like a publicist and sort of learning about this. But obviously, I'm operating on a completely different level than Jennifer Lopez. Uh, so like the the strategy and the things that I am I'm trying to work on are not on that uh, in that category. But I do think it's it's possible that it's a PR it, it, that it could be like a well crafted PR thing. It's just sort of hard for me to imagine having a conversation like that that is like it's completely from scratch, you know, like that it's 100 percent staged. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if if a publicist on that level is offering those plans of being like, you know what I think would be great. Hear me out. I know it's crazy. Let's call up Ben Affleck. Let's, <laughs> this is going to be great for both of you. I I wonder if, though, there is a an actual organic them texting each other, them sort of actually getting back into each other's life. And then her team, her publicist and her collabing and being like, let's just fucking break the internet. Right, let's get right, a yacht. Right. Let's restage this. So them leaning into something that at least had some authentic like roots uh-huh. in it. Uh-huh. But I do think that it's a little over the top. The restaging, the re, re, um, yeah, I guess that's the word. Restaging of these photos. The Ben necklace really pushed me over the edge. Like, <laughs> there was a paparazzi photo for the first time. They're mm-hmm. not together in, like, weeks. And then she's wearing a huge, like, looks like it's from Claire's fucking Taylor Swift-esque necklace where it's just, like, B-E-N all mm-hmm. over her neck. And it's like, she's never done that with A-Rod. She hasn't done that with her children's names on jewelry. Like, no fucking way, dude. So that felt... To me, one of the more it was kind of the last straw. So i I think that it's I think that it is definitely manipulated, mm-hmm. but it's really hard for me to imagine like making something up entirely. But maybe I'm naive. No, I am I, naive. I think I I agree with you. I think there has to be. You know, I don't think they would want to waste their own time that much. Like maybe there would be one photo, but to have all of these photos every day. It's like a different level. So I feel like they have to be real in some sense. I guess I just have a hard time imagining like Ben Affleck essentially like playing dress up with J-Lo. You know what I mean? Like it's Yeah, that's a good point. I know he's an actor. It just seems like he would be like, this is ridiculous. Like why are we, why do people care that we're redoing these photos from however many years, 20 years ago or whatever? I yeah. Um, and it, and he has like a family and a career. Like this is not somebody who I mean, I I think he would be doing it only if he was really getting his dick wet for real. And Yeah. And yeah, it just doesn't feel like he would waste his time with something completely fake like you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um fascinating that she did her first post of the two of them kissing on her 50th birthday this past week. Mhm. And it's a also, great pick. I was talking about how like I feel like he's more attractive now that he's with JLo and I don't know why because when he was with Anna Darmus I was like he looks like a slob all the time. Do you think JLo just mm-hmm. glows up everyone around her? Yes. Okay. Yes, I do. Thank you for answering these <laughs> questions for me. I appreciate it. I feel like you're more well versed in these kinds of things. No, no. I certainly do think about them all the time. <laughs> so <laughs> I am embarrassed at how much I do think about JLo and Ben. Um, but I, I think that there's also something really, the way that their relationship fell apart, I think from what I know, like they were going to get married and they called off the wedding because like the paparazzi swarm was too intense. Like it was like 
dangerous for them. Their life was like not livable anymore because they were mm-hmm. such an it couple and it like led to their demise. I think that that couple that was clearly hot and heavy, so much like chemistry has a lot of unfinished business by just like the nature of how they ended things. And then their lives went in completely different directions. They ended up with completely different people, having kids, having very different career paths. But the getting back together in this chapter, I think is, uh, I think it makes sense. It's very, who wrote the notebook? It's very Nicholas Sparks. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah, maybe I'll be as hot as J-Lo when we're 52. So if we're divorced, we can go back and find di- original flames, I guess. Oh. <laughs> well, we're not going to be divorced. That was not what I was expecting you to say. <laughs> it's like, wait, what? <laughs> I'm just saying it's good that she still looks like that. That's the point. That's, you know, like, yeah. otherwise this doesn't happen. Like, there's not, oil, this option Alyssa. is not on the you table. You just need to... <laughs> Lather your body in olive oil. That's what yeah, J-Lo that's says. What it is. And not lasers, for sure. <laughs> it's not lasers. It's not anything else. It's that it is olive oil and not drinking alcohol and not smoking. And I love that. I do think it is. This is a moment. This is an example of like elevating his sex appeal in an insane, illogical way. Them walking around in Europe. She doesn't smoke. She doesn't drink. She lathers her body in olive oil. She is a goddess. She is, like, not even human. And she's arm in arm with him while he's just fucking smoking a cigarette with his little Boston pot belly. And it's hot. It's hot. (laughs) It's hot. (laughs) You're like, fuck yeah, you're with this fucking Boston bro smoking a cigarette next to you. It's just like... (laughs) And I love that so much more than, like, her and A-Rod. I was into her and A-Rod, and I liked her and A-Rod being this, like, superhuman couple that was, like, working out together all the time and, like, drinking crazy juices, and they were, like, never going to die. Like, I'm fully convinced that they were, like, (laughs) planning on living forever. And now she's with Ben Affleck, and she's like, I'm just going to crash and burn, baby, and it's going to be hot. Yeah, he's a dirty bad man, for sure. Um, and I see how that's hotter than like, oh, you guys work out like every day and I have to feel bad about myself. Okay. Like calm down. Yeah. Yeah. I get no. it. I don't know about, I don't know if I'm like, she's with this fucking Boston bro and it makes me <laughs> horny. Like, no, no, thank you to that. But sure. <laughs> All right. I'm glad we sorted this out. This was basically the time we reserved for Beverly Hills and it's, it's Beverly Hills adjacent. I'm sure someone knows JLo on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it is important. It's what it's what the people want to hear, so that makes sense. Um, well, oh my gosh, we did it. What a cute little episode that we have had. Um, <laughs> and now I guess you have time to go watch Dave, Alyssa. Huh? Yeah, I will. Yeah, maybe you oh can my just God. go pop it off. She's threatening me as if I don't watch and immediately text her every compliment. <laughs> God. Yeah. <laughs> Just get to it. All right. Uh, okay, everybody. Have a good, have a good, happy and healthy and safe weekend. Oh, and shout out to uh, Ryan O'Flanagan, who was on our episode uh, a couple weeks ago, and it is his birthday this week. So. Happy birthday, Laser Show. Happy birthday, Laser Show. Happy birthday, Laser Show.